You're listening to the Modern Electric Podcast, and I am Garrett, the singer and piano player in the band, and I'm with Matt, the bass player of the band. What's up, Matt? Hey now. Not much, <laughs> man. Just uh, gearing up to do this podcast. Yeah, I'm a little nervous. This is our first one, so I'm trying to shake out the willies, you know? Yeah, we'll work out the kinks on this one. Yeah, it'll, be, it'll still be fun, even if we mess up. But uh, yeah, so what we're doing is we're probing deep into the song North Coast Christmas. Very deep, kind of like a, it's like a colonoscopy of the song North mm. Coast Christmas, if, if you want to put it that way. I'm looking forward to that in 10 years. Well, how old do you have to be when you get a colonoscopy? I think 40. I'm more so looking forward to the, the drugs they give you when you're on Twilight. Yeah. All right, let's not say colonoscopy. Let's say it's, um, we're more kind of a backstage hangout chatting about the song you know if if i could put a visual to it we're backstage at a venue and matt is snorting coke off of a stripper's toenail and that sounds right uh i think the first question we need to address is why write a christmas song what what were we thinking why did we even go for that uh my answer for that is because i hate christmas music I literally think it's corny and stupid and terrible. I can't, I mean, I, I, I can't stand all of it. I mean, there's a few exceptions, but yes, I agree with you. Name a Christmas song. I'll tell you how I feel about it. Holy Night. Garbage. Grandma Got Ran Over by a Reindeer. Horrific. Oh, uh, the Brenda Lee one, Rocking Around the Christmas Tree. I like that one. It's an atrocity. I hate it. So, yeah, <laughs> basically, we hate Christmas music, and... Um, so we wanted to write our own song, and uh, we actually wrote this song five days before the first time we were performing it, which was in the year 2009. So that's, We were oh. just 12 years old then, I think. Yes. <laughs> yes, we were a bunch <laughs> of 12-year-olds about to play a Christmas show. We, uh, at first, maybe I didn't even show this to you guys, but I was like, yeah, let's write our own thing. Instead of going for let's write an original Christmas song, I thought we would change the lyrics to David Bowie Save Us All, our other song. And mm. yeah, okay, so it goes like this. If you, if you just picture the tune, David Bowie Save Us All. So it's Seasons, Greetings, Mr. Stardust, Mama Ma Mary, Merry Christmas. Okay. That would be <laughs> that would be the chorus. So um how do the verses go? All I want this year is for the world to hear Bowie songs. Bowie songs. Who could ask for more? 1984, Life on Mars, Diamond Dogs. Diamond Dogs. The list goes on and on and on. So that's one verse. Pretty okay. A lot of name drops in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the second one is Let the Children Sing, Oh You Pretty Things, Major Tom to Ground Control. Man who sold the world for every boy and girl. Give the gift of rock and roll. Of rock and roll, save us all with rock and roll. Okay, and then the last verse is my favorite. Um, Starman, shine a light for three wise men tonight. Shine your light for all to see. Starman, spread your joy with little drummer boy on TV. With Bing Crosby, with Bing Crosby in harmony. Sing for me. So that one was cool because... Uh, I think we should revisit that idea. I bet the fans would enjoy... <laughs> I don't know. That, that should be a B-side to... Uh, Maybe. A future Christmas thing. It's hard to fit all those little phrases and syllables into in with the song, but that that last one's good because Bowie did do a Bing Crosby special where they sing "Little Drummer Boy" and stuff mm-hmm. on TV. So, but anyway, 
So that was the first idea. Matt thinks it's a winner. Um, good thing I didn't show it to him then because North Coast Christmas would have never been born. Um, I thought it was a uh, two thumbs down. And to kind of set the scene, I was doing this late at night, writing these lyrics out in in uh, our practice space, and uh, which is which was uh, a basement, and uh, we named it. We should mention this. We named it the Cleveland Press, uh, and. Uh, I have little phone demos that I found. I dug up, and these are demos like really crappy quality into a like iPhone, two thousand nine phone. It could be a flip phone. I don't. It sounds like a flip phone. It sounds terrible. Uh, so I looked at the date on this demo. So this is literally when North Coast Christmas was born. It was December eighteenth, oh nine, and the time is four oh six a.m. So <laughs> I stayed it up. Must have r- been. Late. Well, we used to stay up super late in high school where on the weekends we would just spend just hours at Eaton Park, like eating pie and drinking coffee and playing card games. So it must have been after. Yeah, we were really cool. Like all the ladies (laughs) loved us. Yeah, Yeah, well, all of our friends are at the like uh, John Hughes house party. There's like (laughs) a group of four of us just eating pie and playing uh, Go fish or some shit. Yeah, horrible. <laughs> Yikes. Yeah, so 4.06 a.m. is the first little clip here. And I started, It's it said it was called Christmas. That's all I named it. And it's the the riff and the chorus. Do you want to hear it? It's it's a little embarrassing. I mean, this is, I didn't think anybody would ever hear this. I am I think I'm mouth trumpeting the riff. <laughs> but here, okay, here, let's hear it. <laughs> Pretty nice, right? I'm with the piano, so it sounds okay. <laughs> I think we should redo the song where I mouth trumpet every part, like the bass part. Sure. Burp, 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 burp. I kind of got some lyrics. Carol, that you know. Yeah, so. <laughs> I mean, all of the melodies are there. Yeah, that's the chorus. I had it at 4.06 a.m. The crazy thing, an hour later, 5 a.m., I have an, another recording pop up. So I'm I'm at this for a long time. I think it, the sun would be coming up around now. And this is the first verse and the riff. So that was a little, the ending was a little different on the, the melody, but yeah. Um, That's great. Um, why don't we get into the lyrics a little bit? Um, so the first line, shopping at a thrift store in December. Uh, I, I wrote that because of Mike O'Brien, our drummer. I remember he was the first guy to move out. He was like older than us a little bit and he moved out. He had his own place, his own, own apartment. And he had this dirty apartment. He lived across from a dirty thrift store. <laughs> and his girlfriend at the time, her friends and her sister and whatever, they decorated his apartment while he's at work. And uh, we came over there. It was always a hangout spot for all of us. And uh, yes. it was, you know, the dirty Christmas lights were taped to the drywall with scotch tape. And it was, <laughs> I, you know, I don't know how to describe it other than the word dirty decorations, but it, it had a charm to it that it was cool. It was like, you know, our, our 
friend has his own place and his own Christmas decorations that aren't mommy and daddy's. And it was it was just a cool memory. You know, it sounds negative yeah. with the... I remember chain smoking, drinking steel reserves, just hanging out. Felt yeah. cool to like not be at your parents and uh, just having a good old time. So steel reserve, is that your drink of choice? Is that... <laughs> what is that? Well, I mean, I, when I was broke, like all the time... You're always looking for the most like uh, bang for your buck, and yeah. with Steel Reserve, I think it was probably like it was like a tall boy, and mm. it was like a malt liquor, disgusting beer. But I think it might have been like six percent alcohol or eight percent alcohol. And if you're a lightweight and a smaller <laughs> male like I am. It just takes a tall boy one like beer. you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It just takes one. The Steel Reserve days back at Mike's apartment. That's so. That's where that first line kind of comes from. And uh, dirty decorations. It kind of turned into a thing. Like we should put a little TM next to dirty decorations whenever oh, we yeah. t- trademark it's, because it's it, it turned into. Yeah, exactly. We at our at our merch table. We sell the dirty decorations, which are we scour thrift stores, garage sales all year round to find the most unloved, ugly, weird, handmade uh, Christmas tree decorations. It's like yeah, an island misfits. of misfit toys, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, and then, and then we slap a little North Coast Christmas label on it, and uh, so yeah, it's become a thing. It's it's at our hometown North Coast Christmas show every year, but. Moving down to Florida, though, I think a lot of us can get behind that. I mean, that's a great place. I mean, Florida is kind of like the nursing home of America. If, you know, when you get older, you just move down there. So we get a little flack sometimes. Not flack, but people are like, you know, I don't drink beer, so what do I do when I sing along to the raise your beer part? I mean, I could have put raise your glass. I know that. I could have put hmm. raise your, your orange juice, raise your juice box. Yeah, why not glass? I know, I could have done that, but we're we're in a city where people work all day in the industrial, they work in the factory, and they want to get off of work, go to the bar, <laughs> and have a beer. You know what I mean? That's the yeah, I mean, feel it's of cold this area. Too. Beer will warm you up with some liquor, some beer will warm you up. Right, so, I mean, of course you can sing Raise Your Juice Box, and no one's going to get mad. That's great. You raise whatever's in your hand. It's it's just about the camaraderie, really, rather than the uh, the the contents of your cup, the alcohol. So anyway, okay, so we got, uh, let's do the second half of the song here. Recycling your gifts at the office party, quoting all the lines from a Christmas story. I love this movie. It has so many quotable lines. Like, you could think of one. You you have to know one. Give me some quotes from a Christmas story. I have a confession to make. Don't you I, dare. <laughs> I've never seen it. Don't you, oh my. <laughs> well, okay, you even know you even know some of the uh, Well, yeah, I mean there's a Fregile, million quotes. Fre- uh, yeah. I, you'll shoot uh, your eye out. You'll shoot your there you go. You'll shoot your eye out. Um I'll be back, you know. That's Fre- a lot of good a lot of good quotes from a Christmas story. <laughs> uh at the last verse here. It's Daddy's saying prayers let the Browns do okay. Uh yeah. Um So do you refer to your dad do you go daddy? Do you call him daddy? I, this is a kid singing. This is from a perspective uh, so, so, of a child so. raising his beer, singing <laughs> his daddy. Yep, yep. Going to the thrift store unaccompanied. Right. Just a really like at the uh, office party. The toddler's going to his office party. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know why I put daddy. It has to do with syllables. Two syllables. Of course. You wouldn't know. You don't write lyrics. 
But um, one really cool thing I found though, uh, I found the original lyric sheet I was writing that night at 5 a.m. There's a verse stanza, if you will, that uh, didn't make it in. And I kind of really like it, so let me read it. It's, Johnny's making money with his daddy's shovel. Working keeps him busy, keeps him out of trouble. What do you think? Mm. I like I like that. Back, I mean, Back with the daddy thing again. I mean, I don't know uh, if this is some weird the... Freudian thing, but regardless, it is kind of beat poetry when you say daddy. I don't know. Uh, well, like I mentioned, we uh, we performed this song for the first time December 23rd, 2009, at the Beachland Ballroom, which is uh, in our hometown of Cleveland, Ohio. Um, this is, yeah, in 2009. This next song's pretty special, like, like you don't even know. Um, we wrote it um, four days ago. Five days, that is a lie. Because we realized we're playing a Christmas celebration show and we didn't have a Christmas song to play, so we wrote one. And uh, this, is really, this is really a song about Cleveland, you know? Um, the North Coast, my friends. You know, there's the West Coast with LA and then the East Coast. This is the North Coast, man. And we are proud to be a part of it. So this song's for Cleveland. It's called uh, North Coast Christmas. Yeah, so that was the first time anybody ever heard it. Um, I have a little clip I could play, but I mean, honestly, the piano is so out of key. It's recorded terribly. I'm probably not singing my best, but here's a li- here's a little clip. Um, you can hear, you can actually hear that line that I sang wrong. It's in here. Daddy's saying prayers, let the Browns do okay. While his kids are praying for another snow day. The neighbors have a tree that they spend their nights round. It'll be months before they take those lights down. Yeah, so fun. There we go. That's that's the first time anybody ever heard it. We're playing it super fast, like we're all on crack, but um, <laughs> well, that, that happens. happens. <laughs> yeah, it does. You know, you're feeding, it? I mean, it is kind of like a, it is kind of like an upper playing a show. You can't kind of quite control the high sometimes. It kind of runs away from you. Yeah, I actually had a little conversation with Holden, our guitar player, and he was kind of talking about, um, yeah, this this era, this time, uh, before recording it, where we were trying it out live. Holden was our guitar player, but um, weirdly enough, he he wasn't the person who recorded it because we had another guitar player named Brian Williams. As far as the the writing goes and what was on the record, um, for those of you who don't know, I've I've actually done two stints in the Modern Electric, yeah. and when I was in the band the first time. That was when uh, Garrett wrote North Coast Christmas, and we kind of fleshed it out and played it live at least once, but I think maybe a couple times. I left um, after it had been written and arranged, but before you guys uh, had a chance to record it. So it's not actually me on the recording. Um, It's Brian, the other guitarist from the Modern Electric, I think kind of mixing in some of his ideas and maybe some of mine. Uh, I think that's what ended up on the record. and then I came back after I finished school, rejoined the Modern Electric, and it was only like two years. Okay, gotcha. Good little history lesson on the membership of the Modern Electric. <laughs> <laughs> the my One of my main memories associated with uh, North Coast Christmas is where we were as a band uh, when I was in it the first time, like building our fan base and still being kind of hungry and hustling. And so I left came back a couple years later and the first show that I did when I rejoined the band was 
the All We Have Is Now single release show. And that was in the Beachland Ballroom. We were headlining. We sold it out, I think, pre-sale. Yeah, and it's crazy. The, there was a crazy energy in the room. Like, it was like an electric event to be at, not to use like a terrible pun or whatever. But that was the first, and that was the first time I'd experienced it because we'd have, like I said, we had awesome and devoted fans when I was in the band the first time. But this was something totally different where it felt like a different level. And it felt like we had upped our game from the music perspective, from the showmanship perspective, uh, from like just everything. And so when I think of North Coast Christmas, it was like a, almost like a turning point for the band, at least for me, because that was the pivot from the first record. And then that was a single. And then all we have is now was kind of a, us putting our flag in the ground saying we're here. Like, yeah, exactly. I have that same feeling too. Like we were losers before and then turning point. Now we're winners that I I feel that too. (laughs) Losers might've been a bit harsh, but yeah. Uh, that kicks us up to 2011. That's when 2011 is when we recorded it. We actually recorded it at uh, Cleveland Press uh, with my uh, dad, Michael Comiati, as the. You mean mix- Daddy? Daddy, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> as the mixing and uh, you know mastering, actually. So yeah, I looked up the dates. We were October 13th, 2011 is when we started recording, and we finished October 30th. So it was all through October 2011. This is a piano that um, doesn't show up on any other... Did you record that on the CP70 or the piano at your house? No, yeah. It's, I was just about to say before you rudely interrupt me, uh, interrupted me, but um, it's a, it's a upright piano that I uh, oh. got for free, never used for anything else. It, you know, uh, the, the thing is my dad tuned it. He doesn't know how to tune pianos like a professional, so it was just barely hanging in there in tune. Which kind of gives the song what, a charm. Yeah, that's definitely like um, what is it? Apple Blossom by the White Stripes. Yeah, good point. That's mm-hmm. a little rickety in the tuning too, and it gives mm-hmm. the song the charm it needs. But yeah, that never showed up on anything again. And uh, once uh, the family moved out of that house, uh, we just left it with those people. So they have a famous piano that should be in the rock hall. What do you know? What you, bass you were playing at least for a quick little gear? I, I think it was um, it was probably my GNL with brand new strings on it, which I hardly ever record with brand new strings because it ends up sounding kind of Green Day. But listening back to it, I really like the tone. We have the guitar part recorded by Brian Williams, as we mentioned before. Which is, it's great because it sounds like plucks of a string section. I mean, we couldn't afford hiring a quartet or anything, so he went in and he found a, a pog uh, pedal, and he uh, did what he could to make it sound like violins. So one of my one of my favorite things about the way Brian records is uh, he removed the tone knob from his guitar. He uh, only was recording, I think, out of one pickup. Everything on the amp is up to ten bass, treble, mids, everything. So the way he controls the tone is strictly based on how he's playing and where he's playing on the neck or the fretboard. Interesting. I didn't know all that. Do you know what kind of yeah. guitar he's playing? Didn't he build it one was, or something? 
Yeah, it's definitely some Frankenstein epiphone hollow body. Nice. Then we got, you know, we got a little bit of percussion. I don't know who, I don't remember who played this on the recording. That was you, for sure. Okay, I'll, I'll take the credit if you want to toss it my way. Uh, we've had a lot of uh, famous people play this live at our uh, North Coast Christmas show with us. Uh, to an extra hand on stage. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, Most recently, Mark from Lighthouse and the Whaler. Yeah, Mark, uh, his, his solo band's named Poro, and who else? We've had Holden's brother Jake play it. We've had mm-hmm. Gino from Dead Leaves, the drummer from Dead Leaves. We, we've had a lot of uh, big-name celebrities, you know, mm-hmm. come in and play it. Um, bon Jovi. Uh, yeah, so, yep. yeah, a lot of guests. but. The last little uh, stem here, you remember this? We called them the Vampire Choir. It's a bunch of our friends. We had them uh, clink glasses and chatter and, and then sing along. Ooh, and then we have the uh, opera singer, the church lady. Um, at the end, her name's uh, Annie Schwertner, just someone from my parents' church, came in and did this beautiful opera part, which is... Uh, Sounds like yeah, it sounds like a, a church lady singing, and that's exactly the. It, it also kind of sounds like a theremin. Yeah, that's it's like true. such a pure note, you know. Right, very cool. That song was released November twenty third, two thousand eleven, and uh, it came out to some glowing reviews. If you want to hear any, there's uh, Case Western Reserve Observer said. The Modern Electric may just be the most beloved band in Cleveland. And we could stop right there because that's great. (laughs) um, Michael Stanley, who? No, yeah, Michael Stanley, who's right. Um, Yeah, there's a couple here. I'll read read one more. There's a Cleveland scene said, The indie pop quartet whose 2009 self-titled debut is one of the best local records of the past couple of years. Awesome. Uh, Nail the joys and woes of wintertime around these parts in four glorious, sleigh-belled, speckled minutes. We'd so much rather listen to this than to She and Him's joyless new holiday collection, which was pretty sweet, (laughs) you know? Joyless. I I wouldn't go that far, but I do appreciate the kind words. Right. They said we were better than She and Him. We're basically better than Zoe Deschanel officially, so that's... She and him is the band that she's in. So just so you know, it's officially out there in print in the old black and white. So. They were a huge inspiration towards us early on, at least for me. Those, I think uh, you got it backwards. I think we were a huge inspiration <laughs> to them. That's right. You, uh, yes. So. Shopping at a thrift store in December. This will be a Christmas. Song's out. Uh, we start a a tradition in our hometown of Cleveland where we have a annual Christmas party. Um, yeah, let's hear what Holden had to say about uh, the performance of North Coast Christmas. The North Coast Christmas shows are by far my favorite shows of the year. And I've been known to get a little uh, little sloppy drunk uh, <laughs> to, to the point where, like, I, I, I remember one year... Uh, I was such a disaster. I th- I'd had a few too many Christmas sales, and I-, I got through the set fine. But I timed it perfectly to where, like, right after the set, I was done. And yeah. uh, I'm pretty sure I fell asleep on the stage while everybody was recording or uh, tearing out and loading the van. Um, <laughs> it's on brand to kind of 
you know, drink drink along with the North Coast Christmas show. I mean, it's in the lyrics. It's a it's a command. Raise your beer. Right, you and know? it's it's essentially like as a band and as an entity, it's kind of like our office holiday party, where yes. everybody shows up and it's like a big event and like the rules kind of don't apply. Everybody drinks a little too much, sings a little too loud, and uh, it's just a sweaty fun time. So that's beautiful. I want to put that on the next year's flyer. Sweaty fun time. <laughs> Sweaty fun time. I talked to our drummer, Mike O'Brien, too. He's He had some uh, cool stuff to say about playing it live. Well, what I remember most about North Coast Christmas is really the performances. Like, well, this would be the 11th year, and sadly, um, we can't do that. But I guess in a year like this, you, you look back at it and you're like, man, there, you know, you, you, you're apt to have some gratitude. And, and, and I have to lift up two people. Number one, uh, Davey Langham. So if you're not familiar with David Langham, uh, he is the unseen force of nature that's been with the band for the entire lifespan. <laughs> He's one of our best friends. He was with us for the recording in Texas. I'm sure he was with us for North Coast Christmas recording, even though I can't remember it. I guarantee he was there. Um, yeah. But he's been with the band and he hasn't taken any recognition um, for anything, uh, but he definitely deserves it. Fans might recognize him as uh, he's our merch guy, you know, and, and yeah. he's, he's the guy I call up on stage like, I broke a piano string, help baby. Exactly. So, you know, <laughs> stage management and merch and helping out with these little projects that we have to design the stage a little bit differently. It stinks that we're unable to see Dave this year. And, you know, if you've ever liked the stage on North Coast Christmas, he set up the tree, he set up the lights, he set up the decorations right. with us every time. So that's number one. And then secondly, uh, Bradley Weber, right? You know, right. Um, Brad's been an awesome, loyal friend. And if you don't know who Brad is, he's Santa. So he's yeah. the one that's throwing out the merch and he's throwing out the candy and everything. So uh, it's, those, I, I guess when I reminisce over North Coast Christmas, those are the things that I really am going to miss about this year. Um, right. Th so basically the people in the tradition, you know? Yeah, that's great. And and just so if people are listening in the year 2025 to this episode, what what's going on here is uh, COVID-19 uh, has shut down all the shows and stuff. I mean, if you're in the year 2025, you probably know COVID-19 is the thing that uh, annihilated the human race. And that's why uh, you, <laughs> there's nobody left <laughs> on planet Earth. But from where we're sitting right now, it's just shut down all the shows. And um, so, yeah, that's why we can't get together for an annual North Coast Christmas party. Hello? Brad Weber, you are on air right now with uh, Matthew Childers and I, and we're recording a podcast, and I wanted to surprise you. What do you remember? I mean, we're talking to the Santa Claus here. What are your memories of uh, being Santa over the years? It is um, one of my favorite things to do. It, it, I love uh, to play Santa, and um, don't tell the kids I am the actual Santa. Oh, no. <laughs> You, hopefully no kids are listening. Yikes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> that's great. I actually have one thing I want to play for you before we go. We asked our fans to call in and uh, talk to us about North Coast Christmas, what, what it means to them. And we got a voicemail that I think you're going to want to hear. Hopefully you can hear it over the phone here, but let me, let me play it for you really quick. I don't know about this modern electric band, but I saw them one time during Christmas, and that's... Santa Claus is so effing 
sexy. Just if you have his number, can you give me a call back? Thanks. So that's our first voicemail that we got. Um, it was about you. Oh, it's. I mean, she's not wrong. I mean, I'm <laughs> sexy. Um, I, I don't think my wife is going to be listening, so uh, I'll give you the phone number off there and everything. Okay, good. <laughs> That's good. All right. Well, uh, yeah, we just wanted to say that we miss you, and we miss the tradition of seeing you uh, throw stuff, throw merch at our fans, and uh, get drunk before our show oh, yeah. together. So just wanted to give you a ring. I'll end it with this. Ho, ho, ho. Merry North Chris. <laughs> Can I do it again? Yeah, go ahead. Do it again. That was pitiful. Right. Ho, ho, ho. Merry North Chris. <laughs> Are you serious? All right. Yeah, one more time. You don't get um, any more after this. Go ahead. All right. Third, third time's a charm, right? Here we go. Ho, ho, ho. Merry North Coast Christmas Beautiful. to all. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> All right. Talk to you later, Brad. Okay, so let's get to the voicemails. This is the, my most favorite part of the whole thing, and I'm so glad that uh, we had some fans call in and talk about the song, what it means to them. So let's hear our first caller. Let's see what they had to say. Hi there. This is uh, Phil from Cleveland, Ohio. Um, you know, I'm calling about North Coast Christmas. Uh, you know, generally I associate your music with the summertime because I tend to work my garden and mow the lawn while I'm listening to your music. But with respect to, this, to North Coast Christmas, I had a question about just the end of the song, and it, it kind of can apply to really any song, but uh, like a songwriting question. I was just curious if when you were writing it, if there was a very clear-cut ending, you know, if there was a point where you said, this is the end, we finished it, we don't need to do any more. Or if there was a lot of tinkering with the end, did you need to edit it over and over? Did someone have to say, all right, guys, we need to just wrap it up, leave it as it is, it's perfect. Uh, so I was just looking for any thoughts on the end of the song, if that was simple, easy, or if there was a lot of uh, playing around with it to get it right. Thanks. Nice. Thanks, Phil. Okay. Yeah. Well, Matt, do you, why don't you take that one? Do you, have any, do you have an answer for Phil? I mean, I think at the time, we kind of were happy with where it was, and then after listening to it and playing it over and over for years and years, you kind of catch like, oh, we could have mastered it better. Uh, like we could have like maybe added strings in there. We could have tightened up like the timing or the 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 S's and the T's in your voice. And, right. uh, you know, I, I think as an artist, you, you never feel completely done with it. Eventually, you just have to let it go. I agree. And, and, uh, yeah, it helps. Our little trick is we'll, we'll play a song live for about a year or so before we record it. So we can get the feelings of like, is this translating well? Do, do the fans, uh, pick up on what we're trying to lay down, you know? And, uh, that's, that's definitely a trick we use with North Coast Christmas. All right. Let's hear another one. All right. Here we go. Hey, it's Sam. Uh, I spent a Christmas up, uh, in the Northeast and like upstate New York. Uh, and I think your song just, like, beautifully captured uh, the vibe of, of just, like, being in a rural area that's not exactly glamorous or, like, top-notch, but it's very cute and wholesome and sincere. Uh, and, yeah, we got we got our own, like, like effect lizard. It was very cute. So thank you for that. Nice. Okay. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's great. That kind of answers something for me that I've been wondering. It's like, do people outside of Cleveland connect to it? And... 
right there. He said he was in upstate New York. That's great. This is a this. Uh, there's a lot of stuff people can relate to in the lyrics, which is cool. And yeah, I mean, I mean it is a blue collar Christmas, you know, like anthem. Yeah, exactly. Uh, let's get to the next one here. Hey there, this is Joe from Akron, and uh, one of my favorite things about the song North Coast Christmas by the Modern Electric is the line, uh, the lyrics that say, Dad is saying prayers that the Browns do okay. Uh, the thing that I love about this the most is that he's, Dad's not even praying for the Browns to do great. Uh, I just think it's something that's so in character of the North Coast for uh for that to be mentioned, that we we just hope that they do okay. They don't, they don't have to do great. They don't have to do awesome. They just got to do okay. We'll be happy. Um, so my question to the band members is, uh, what is your favorite North Coast Christmas memory of uh, Cleveland sports or of something related to Cleveland sports? Because I have so many fond ones of going up to the stadium in the bitter cold. So hopefully this makes it on the show. And uh, Merry Christmas to everybody. Happy North Coast Christmas, guys. Right on. Thanks, Joe. Yeah, I, I mean, you can add something there, Matt, if you want, but I got Holden Holden had a good answer for that, too. I have one quick one. Uh, me and Mike like to watch, Mike the drummer, uh, like to watch the Cavs together before. My favorite Christmas memory is I remember watching the Christmas game against the Golden State Warriors, which had been like our rival, you know, meet with them four times in the final, and we just crushed them. It felt so good. <laughs> Yeah, Holden actually talks about his memory is a Cavs memory too. So uh, here, nice. let, let me let me play it here. Oddly enough, this year is the first year where the Browns are actually relevant around Christmas in my entire adult life. Um, so my Christmas memories are usually related to sports. I'm more so associated with the Cavs. Number one, because they play on Christmas, but number two, because uh, the Cavs have actually been good and relevant with LeBron. <laughs> For the last 20 years and the browns other than this year have been pretty terrible <laughs> right. but it would it, it would have been it would have been fun to perform the song this year with the browns actually doing well uh and being in the playoff hunt for christmas uh we'll just have to hope that they're still good next year all right we got another one this guy it sounds like he's from california which is pretty exciting let's hear this one well this is dylan lewis i i discovered you guys when I was probably 14 and not long after that discovered North Coast Christmas because I was putting together a a off-brand for lack of better terms an off-brand Christmas playlist songs you usually don't hear on the radio and I think North Coast Christmas just really fits exactly what I was looking for um and I'm from Northern California so the song always just um rang true with me especially talking about a quoting a christmas story uh which is a, a family classic in my house um it's a great song i love it um i love modern electric so yeah heck yeah all right nice i'll Kelly. be back i'll be back you know christmas story uh <laughs> yeah that's great i'm i'm see the cool thing though about that is he put us on on a playlist on spotify helping us out in a big way that a lot of people don't realize when when you put our songs on on playlists, it tells Spotify like, oh, this this band matters, this music matters, and it starts telling random strangers about our songs through their algorithm or whatever it is. So I appreciate that. Uh, one more voicemail. Hi, my name is Robin. I've been a fan for years. Uh, my friends and I would go to our Coast Christmas every year for like the last six, seven years, and we love it. 
Um, and I would probably wear my ugly Hanukkah sweater and go to the dirty decorations table. And I'm really sad it's not going to be in person this year. But I did uh, request it as my favorite Christmas song when I worked at the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. And it was such a cool memory to hear North Coast Christmas in the Rock Hall when I worked <laughs> there. Merry Christmas, guys. Thank you for doing this. Oh, that's awesome. Robin, Merry that's Christmas. sweet. Yeah, so she's Whoa. playing us at the Rock Hall. That's, That's great. great. Yeah, I mean, see, isn't this great? I'm so glad we got the fans to call in. I mean, it doesn't replace playing a show live and, and touching you all and sweating on you all, but, you know, hearing your voices and hearing your stories really means a lot, and it, it kind of just brings us a little bit closer in this weird year we're in, 2020. Yeah, we're going to go super hard in 2021. If you thought Holden was drunk in the last one, <laughs> uh, we're going to make sure he falls asleep halfway through the set this time. Yeah, it'll be a big, big, uh, big deal. So, uh, yeah, so uh, that's that's our deep dive into North Coast Christmas. And, um, you know, there's there's going to be another podcast coming up sometime soon. And um, I think we'll do a short one. We'll do a song that we didn't even write. We're going to do uh, our latest release, Queen Jane Approximately. It's a single. We want to um, hear your stories, your reviews, your questions about the song. So call our number at 440-276-2267. Um, Matt, how do they remember that? What's a good way to remember that phone number? Uh, 1440-BROCAMP. Thank you so much, guys. Okay, bye.